there. My name is LaToya Johnston and I am the Partnerships Coordinator at BRIC. The Partnerships team collaborates with nonprofit organizations, community groups, film festivals, and local events throughout the year. One of our major initiatives is MediaShare. BRIC MediaShare is a New York Emmy-nominated in-kind grant program that teaches Brooklyn-based nonprofits how to create and use media. Over a 10 to 12 month period, selected organizations take classes as a cohort and are paired one-on-one -on -one with the producing mentor. Together, staff from the nonprofits and their mentors collaborate to bring new and important audio and video stories to life. On this podcast, we talk with past media share grantees about their work in the community and their experience making media projects. Plus, we'll hear what they're working on now Today, we are talking with the Family Center, one of 10 organizations in the 2018 cycle of MediaShare. We are so excited to have them on as the guests for the pilot episode of the Brick MediaShare podcast. Please introduce yourself and tell us what you do at the Family Center. My name is Ivy Gamble Cobb. I am one of the founders and the current executive director at the Family Center. I'm Tanya Collins. I'm the Development and Communications Manager at the Family Center. So my first question is, tell us more about the Family Center, the mission, and what types of services you offer at this organization. The Family Center has been in existence since 1994. We just celebrated our 25th anniversary, and our mission is to strengthen vulnerable families in New York that are impacted by illness, crisis, or loss. Our goal is to make sure that those families are stronger, longer. So what types of services do you offer at this location? We offer a wide range of services, um, including mental health services for children, adolescents, and their families. We offer legal services for families that need assistance with lifetime planning, making a will, a health care proxy. A lot of our work with our families um, in terms of legal services is also around ensuring that families have access to all of the entitlements and benefits that they're eligible for, and also assisting families with housing-related issues. We also offer parenting support for families. A lot of times our parents themselves need some additional support, so we have parenting classes, we have on-site counseling services, we have special programming for caregiver-headed households where grandparents or other relative caregivers are caring for children that are not biologically theirs. Um, and we also offer preventive services. These are services targeted towards families where children are at risk for abuse or neglect, and we offer home-based services to make sure that those children can stay in their home safely. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Uh, how did you hear about the Media Share program? Well, Tanya, who works at, in our development department 
brought it to our attention okay. um, that this was something that she had found and she thought it would be an opportune opportunity for the Family Center to submit an application for media share. And so we were excited that she was interested in it um, and we completely supported the application. So Tanya, take us through the process of filling out the application and being accepted. Like, what was that process like? So um, I, I worked with uh, one other person who was Laura, who joined me in the media share process, along with our deputy executive director, Jan, um, who gave us complete autonomy to kind of work on the application. So Laura and I have never really done an application on our own. So it was very much a collaborative, like, what do you think about this? How does this look? What do you think about this? And then I think whenever we like we sent it to Jan, she was like, oh, it's great. It's lovely. We sent it in. And we were kind of like, well, let's see what happens. And then when we got accepted, I I mean, we were completely ecstatic. I, I think that we we were excited about, one, that we were really excited about the program. That was one thing. But then also that we had kind of worked on this together and then were accepted. So it was kind of, a, it was a really big deal for us. And we were really happy and really excited. So once you were accepted, did you have an idea project that you wanted to work on? We did. We kind of. The Family Center, we consider ourselves to be kind of as the name speaks for itself. Like we're a family um, that that goes for our staff as well as like our executives, as well as our clients, as well as like our board and our leadership council. So we kind of wanted something. We didn't exactly know how or what we wanted to do, but we knew we wanted something that would show people the family connection that we have inside of our agency and how everybody belongs to this family and how we are very welcoming as a family. So what classes did you take during the Media Share program? So we took um, a production class, which is basically outside production, where we went outside. We learned the camera, kind of learned shots, but then also went outside, shot some things. We took um, a Photoshop class, um, or a photo premiere class is what I should say, um, where we did video premiere, editing, and things like that. Um, we also did a um, mobile device, so we could learn how to take video on our mobile devices, which we thought would be extremely beneficial um, in the case that we have like a spontaneous event or we have like some kids in our in our lobby that we could just kind of take some video and not make it look as amateurish as mm -hmm. it would if I just were to shoot it but now having taken the class I know kind of how to like crop things how to make it look a little bit better so um, and then we also took like an audio class so we can know how to do better audio and you shot your final project on your phone right we did Yes, we did. We shot all of our projects via our phone, which worked out amazingly. Uh, we recently shot all of our videos for our gala on our phone, which turned out to be incredible. They did an amazing job. You would have thought it was done by professionals. It was amazing. That is great. We love to hear things like that. <laughs> so, Tanya, share with us one of the most meaningful things you learned during Media Share. So, I think... Um, Outside of learning about every other everybody else's organization, um, as you mentioned, we're we're than a group of cohorts, so we got to learn about everybody else, and that was that was kind of that was really cool. But I think also um, outside of like looking at our immediate organization, it was nice to have like the Brooklyn community organization organization to kind of know like the other people in Brooklyn and the other organizations within Brooklyn, um, and I think like. 
in regards to our videos, we see clients every day and we kind of get to know them, but actually like following our clients and actually being like in their life, what they're doing at that moment was really, really amazing. It was nice to come into their home and basically like sit there, like pretend like we're not here and just kind of see like what people do on an everyday basis and things that like they'll, that our clients would like share with us that you wouldn't share because we're not there supposedly so it was it was really nice to kind of get to know our clients in a such a much deeper level and it probably brought you closer together oh definitely absolutely yeah. i think with every one of our clients that we see now that we recorded we have like our what we kind of refer to as like our inside joke where we'll talk about something and like nobody else kind of knows what we're talking about but mm -hmm. it's because we've had this connection now and that's been really cool. And what's wonderful about our families are they feel so honored that we've come in and we've partnered with them and that we've helped their family grow and develop in a more positive way that they want to pay it forward. And so being allowed to come into their home, they're so open because they've benefited so much from the work that they've done with us that they want as many families to come in and also have access to those services. So they see it as paying it forward and using the video allows that to even be exponentially to that many more families. So how do you select the families that you choose to work with? They come to us. Okay. We have referral partnerships with hospitals, hospice, other community-based organizations, word of mouth. A lot of our clients themselves have really received great services and go back into their own communities and tell their neighbors about the services that they've received from the family center. Are you thinking about branching out to other boroughs? Our services are actually not just based in Brooklyn since our inception 25 years ago. We've always been a citywide agency. We use the home-based model. So with the exception of my therapists who are working in the mental health clinic, everyone else goes into the home to provide services. So social workers, family coordinators, attorneys, paralegals, they travel throughout the five boroughs providing services. About almost 50% of our families now come directly from central Brooklyn, but we still serve all five boroughs of New York City. Okay, great. So why was it important for you to add a media element to what you already do like to your organization why was it important to you to, for you to have that video component added to to tell your you know to move your mission forward I think that's a sign of the times that we're living in where everything is so visual. That's what people are looking for. Gone are the days of pamphlets and brochures. You have to reach people where they are. Everyone has a phone. Everyone is on some social media platform. And so if you want to reach that audience, you have to be where the people are and using the tools that they're using. So it just made sense that this was an area that we needed to grow and develop with as an organization. And the Media Share Grant was just so on point and helping us be able to gain those skills and have them internally. It's easy to bring someone in from the outside as a consultant for a short period of time, but we like to grow our staff and it was an opportunity for them to learn new skills that they could add to their resume. And, you know, when they move on from the family center, which is never, <laughs> <laughs> they can take those skills with them. Mm -hmm. 
I think we also really wanted to, we wanted people to see our clients. Like, as Ivy said, you know, we have pamphlets and you can read about our clients, but it's having them be on video, you telling their own story and you hearing their voice and hearing them and seeing them. We really, really wanted to give them one that platform, but we also wanted everyone else to see like what amazing people we work with. So are you still continuing to shoot like projects on your phone or take out the video camera? We are, yes, both. Um, so we, I, we, we shot projects um, leading after MediaShare. We did a project a month, which mm-hmm. we premiered a video every month. And then we did three, we premiered three videos for the gala, um, which was a great success, as Ivy has mentioned. Yeah, I checked out one <laughs> of them. It was about financial literacy. Yes. And it was helping the gentleman, like, balance his checkbook or, yes. you know, just write down finances. I mean, that's a simple task, but it helps and it's mm-hmm. effective. And most of our families are living beneath the poverty line. So finances are very challenging for them. And so being able to bring this financial literacy series on board where they learned about budgeting and opening an account, you know, this gentleman saved thousands of dollars just by tracking where his money was going. And many Mm -hmm. times our families need that additional support. So yes, that was one of the videos that we actually premiered at our gala last week. Oh, wow. Tell us more about this gala. You just celebrated (laughs) 25 years. We did. We had a phenomenal 25th anniversary celebration at Tribeca Rooftop in Manhattan where we celebrated the past, the present, and the future of the organization. And the videos that Laura and Tanya did reflected those different time points where we honored our founding Consumer Advisory Committee, which were parents that were instrumental at the beginning, the founding Mm -hmm. of the agency and helping us design services that would be impactful for other families. And then looking at the present, the financial literacy, and how beneficial that has been for so many of our families. And then our future, our young people, they are the future. And we wanted to hear from them about what their wishes and dreams were and where they saw themselves in the future and how the Family Center could support them in achieving their future goals. So every all of the families that you work with, you invite them out to the gala it's actually a fundraiser so we invite certain families to come Um, we were fortunate to have a young man who spoke about life lessons he's a young man who's living with his aunt and uncle after his parents died of cancer and they've been raising him and just the struggle of moving from Florida to New York and how having a family center counselor was so instrumental and really turning his life which was going you know, in a in a not a good direction, and now he was able to stand before a room of three hundred people and share his story. And then we had another young child who was there, um, who is also living with her grandmother. Her parents were not able to care for her, and just talking about how different her life is now because she's living with her grandmother, and how the family center was able to help them and support them in building this new relationship. So. Since you guys have taken the media share program or been a part of this program, do you think that your mission has been moved forward? Like, do you see an influx of people coming in, of families being aware of what you offer at I this think, organization? I think awareness has definitely been raised because, again, now you have a video component that families can see 
my family and my circumstances are no different than any other family. All families are struggling with something, and here's an organization that is there to help me whatever my family circumstances might be. So it's definitely helping us move forward in really helping families see that there is an agency there that is there to support you, to support your children, whoever the transitions that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You said that you are one of the founders. How did you come up with this idea of the Family Center? We were the four women who founded the agency 25 years ago. We're working together in city government. We were working for HRA and at the time when we started the Family Center was really exclusively focused on families living with HIV. And we were working with moms who were newly diagnosed with HIV and AIDS. And at that time, 25 years ago, within 16 to 18 months, those parents were dead and no longer available to care for their children. Oh my goodness, and wow. so we wanted to create an organization that would help parents who were living with HIV, who were at that time going to die from the illness, make future care plans for their children. We wanted to make sure that every child had an answer to the question, what's going to happen to me when my ch- parent is no longer here to care for me? And we realized that even though we put together this phenomenal program of a lawyer, a case manager, and a social worker working together with the ill parent, with the new caregiver, with the children, that it would be applicable not just for families impacted by HIV, but cancer, domestic violence, whatever is the situation that's causing that family to need some additional support, that we would be able to provide that family with those supports. So... What does the uh, Family Center have planned for the rest of the year and into 2020? You know, I, I think what we have planned is really to expand our focus. Um, we want to be that agency where when a family is struggling, they know they can come to our doors and we'll be there to support them and guide them through that. A lot of the work that we've been doing over the past year is becoming what's called more trauma-informed. So many of our families are dealing with some type of trauma, be it domestic violence, be it child abuse, be it parental illness, be it incarceration. All of our families are dealing with some form of trauma. And so as an agency, we've taken the next step to bring in more trauma-informed interventions so that we can speak directly to those issues that our families are confronting, that our staff are trained in how to work with families impacted by trauma in a sensitive way so that families don't leave us more traumatized than when they came in the door. So that's really been a major focus of the agency for the last year. Going into 2020, working with my staff and my board, we're going to be doing a five-year strategic plan because where do we see ourselves in the next five years? Where are the needs of the community that the Family Center is uniquely poised to be able to address? So we're looking out to 2025 and where the organization is going to be and who we want to be and who we want to be providing services for. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you said that you're going to be doing some work with the children at the border? 
Yes, we are. That's actually one of our newest programs. Um, there are a lot of children that have come through the border and have been separated from their adult caregiver and are here alone. And the process for them to go through the immigration process is going to take three to four years. And so those kids are here. They're in our community, and we have an obligation to support them. Some of the stories that I've heard of what those children have endured coming across the border are horrific. Mm -hmm. Many of them have been subjected to all sorts of violence, sexual abuse, and trying to get here. Those kids are traumatized. And we are here. We have a program specifically to serve those children and their families as they adjust to having gone through that horrific experience and now being in a new country, many of them not speaking the language, not feeling supported. And so we have this program that we've just put together that is targeting those specific families to provide them with support. That's great. That's amazing. You guys are doing excellent work at the Family Center. Thank you. Is there anything else you would like to share with the audience? The only oh. thing I would encourage organizations to really consider the BRIC Media Share Program. It has really changed the organization in so many wonderful ways. Um I'm so glad that Tanya and Laura were looking around and saw it and, and thought enough to say, can we do this? And as the agency executive director, totally supporting them through the process, you have to have the support from the higher up. So I would encourage, don't mm -hmm. just say, okay, you all take this project on and go off on your own. No, support them. Give them the time that they need to be able to step aside from their day-to-day -day work to come to the classes, to spend time with their mentor. In the long run, it's only going to benefit your organization. And it's very important that the head of the organization, like you said, supports the staff who are taking the classes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with, with Ivy. I, I feel like having taken the class um, and having had Ivy and Jan and on our side, and I mean, it is a very rigorous class. We had homework projects, but I mean, it's fun, but you also have to remember that Yes, you have work, but if you don't, I mean, if you have the backing of like we did with them, then it, it works out perfectly. And I think being able to not only take the classes and um, learn from our mentor, the fact that we were able to like immediately put our skills to test, which was amazing. Like Ivy letting us do the videos and kind of just saying, okay, go with it and having mm -hmm. like faith in us was really amazing. But being able to immediately start doing things and putting things and posting things that it, I mean, I could not, I could not speak more highly of the Brick Media Share program. And then also working with everybody here was fantastic. And everybody was so receptive and so helpful. It, I mean, it's just, I can't think of a reason why an organization would not want to do this. Great. Are you taking any classes now? Um, so I I was actually thinking of taking a refresher class um, okay. in Premiere and kind of learning how to do like a couple of like cool tricks and things, mm -hmm. um, and then possibly taking like a camera class. It would be it would be great to do a camera class. It sounds like from what I've been hearing um, that there might be a need for more videos for 
21. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we, we have totally bitten the video bug, and it's amazing um, the work that Tanya and Laura did. So, yes, we're already planning. What are we going to do? We just had our 25th. How are we going to top that? I don't know, because the videos that they premiered at the event were stunning. Stellar. Well, what about taking a podcasting class? And that's also, I'm a huge, huge, huge podcasting fan and only listen to podcasts. So, what podcasts do you listen to? Oh my gosh, what podcasts aren't I listening to? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely listening to all NPR podcasts, which is a little nerdy, um, some New York Times podcasts, uh, Code Switch, which is a really great one. So there's there's quite a few. And then I, I listen to like some mystery podcasts. Like there's a 22-hour podcast, which is like a Dateline kind of podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm kind of getting sucked into whenever I'm like riding home on my commute at night. It's very like intriguing and I'm always like, oh, what's going to happen in the next episode? So there's also those. So I'm, I'm listening to quite quite a few. But yeah, a podcasting class I think would be amazing to take and kind of to get like a, more voices in, possibly get like more clients who don't want to do video. Mm-hmm. Podcasting would be awesome. Yeah, Absolutely. podcasting mm-hmm. is, is like the new wave. Right. Everybody's doing a podcast. Right. And to include that element into the family center, I think it would be really easy to incorporate something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I think that would be really great because, I mean, we do work with very sensitive material. And, you know, some clients with, with understanding don't always want to be on screen or but do still want to tell their story. And, yeah, podcasts would be amazing for that. Great. So please tell our audience where they can find more information about receiving services at the Family Center or supporting the organization. Absolutely. Well, please visit our website. Our website is thefamilycenter.org. There is a wide range of information there about the various services that we offer. And it also has information on how you can support the work that we do at the Family Center. Any last words, Tanya? Uh, thank you. I, I want to thank you so much for inviting us for your first inaugural pod, uh, podcast. Of course. You this were amazing. <laughs> you were one of the first that came to mind. I was like, Tanya, <laughs> that she would be good. <laughs> and we could not. Yeah, we couldn't thank you enough. It, it's it's awesome. We're really excited. We're really excited to be here and do this. I hope that we have set the bar fairly you high. You have set the bar very high. <laughs> So I wanted to say a big thank you to our guests today, Tanya and Ivy from the Family Center, and to Jose Astorga, my audio engineer and key member of the Brick Operations team. To watch the videos the Family Center created with MediaShare, go to the Brooklyn Free Speech YouTube channel and click on the MediaShare 2018 cohort playlist. Brooklyn Free Speech is the public access station and podcast network for the Borough of Brooklyn. We air over 650 hours of TV shows, films, and shorts created by Brooklyn-based community producers that reflect their perspective on the world. Applications for the next round of media show will be open in 2020. Mm-hmm.